All right, good morning. Welcome to Teaching Others Also. Today's a little different. It's a Saturday morning, and it's February 19th. I want to direct your attention to something in the Bible. First is in Matthew 26. It's an account of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, but it's also an account of the disciples, the inner circle in the Garden of Gethsemane. <clears throat> in Matthew chapter 26, in verse 30, it says, When they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. And then in verse 36 it says that Jesus cometh with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that would be James and John, and throughout his ministry, once he had chosen these men, they were what many have referred to as the inner circle. They were these three that were uh, involved in things and invited into the closest part of the Lord Jesus Christ's earthly life. And he took them with him, and he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And our thought today isn't about the cup that he took. But let me say this, it wasn't about death as such. It was about becoming sin. Your Bible says later, the, the Lord gave the Apostle Paul a, a great way of expressing it. He said, He hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And he cometh to the disciples and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? And by now there would have been an edge in his voice. There would have been expression in his voice. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so we notice that he goes away. He prays it again, similar. Verse 43, he comes and found him asleep. It says again. And he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he disciples to his disciples, saith them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. On today's, this morning's February 19th, it's a Saturday, but yesterday's Oswald Chambers was called The Initiative Against Despair. And I would really recommend you, you can do it online, all kind of, you can get a little book. I still have a book I've had for years, way over two decades. It was given to me. Uh, it was a dear brother's copy of Chambers. I still read it each morning. And of course, you can do it right on your phone or tablet. 
get the classic version, access to it. But it says the initiative against, um, I'm sorry, the initiative against despair. And his text is what we just read, Matthew 26, 46. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. So yesterday's devotion is at the end of it. After he speaks, and I hope you'll go read it. I'm not going to read it for the sake of brevity this morning. But there are experiences where we let him down. And it doesn't always have, it's not always some overt sin. It's not even a covert, you know, sin as such. It might be omission, for example. It might be just allowing ourselves to coast a little bit, for example. It might be something the Lord said do that's very simple. And someone else might not even consider it, you know, <laughs> wrong or offensive. But you know that he asked you to do it and, he, and it happens. And Chambers said it this way. He said there are experiences like this in each of our lives. We're in despair, the despair that comes from actualities. And we cannot lift, our, lift ourselves out of it. And they had done, as he says, a downright unforgivable thing. They'd gone to sleep instead of watching with Jesus. There's been times when you probably, if the Holy Spirit's dealt with you much, all, each of us has had this, where the Holy Spirit might say, you should have, you know, set aside a little bit of time for prayer for that, for those people. And I know that, that it's okay to say, and by the way, if someone says we're praying for you, don't discount it. Don't be such a cynical person. You go, yeah, they just say it. Well, just because you've done it doesn't mean they're doing it. And there's been times you said you'd pray for somebody and you didn't write it down, didn't set a time beside it, and it slipped through. And his point is that he says to them in verse 46, Rise, let us be going. He, Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. He's saying, get up and do the, the new thing. Arise and do the next thing. And we have to allow God to work that in our life. And here's the little phrase he says. At the end of the devotion, this phrase has been with me for 25 years. Never let the sense of failure corrupt your new action. And I want to talk about that a little bit because there's a sense in which many people are programmed for that to happen. Sometimes you're programmed that from a child, people didn't let you forget any of the of the ways you failed. And it might be something small. Uh, every now and then, the old enemy will come and, and uh, try to discourage me about something when I was just a kid that, that honestly it had to do with delivering the TV guide by bicycle. And a couple of times when I got lazy about it and stuff, and it had bothered, and if I let it, it just absolutely, I mean, it's gone. You talk about under the blood, you talk about disappeared. But you've got things like that. Never let the sense of failure corrupt your new action. It's a very powerful truth and a very powerful way of thinking, a Christian philosophy. I, I have four things that I come back to a lot. And the first one is acknowledge it, confess it, acknowledge it. Lord, I let you down and Lord, I let myself down. Now, sometimes we can, we can believe that we let God down and he's okay with it. He's forgiven it when we confess it. And we're going to talk about that. But there's times you're going to have trouble forgiving yourself. That's the hard part. Chambers says, let the past sleep, but let it sleep on the bosom of Christ and go out into the irresistible future with him. 
The Lord Jesus said to them, Sleep on now, take your rest. So there's times that the first thing that happens is you acknowledge it. You confess it. You acknowledge it. Acknowledging isn't just, oh, I did it. Can you imagine where it says where he went out and wept bitterly in verse 75 of this chapter? Simon Peter did. It says that Peter remembered the words, the word of Jesus, which the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice and went out and wept bitterly. You understand how hard it would have been for Simon Peter to forgive himself? <coughs> Excuse me. And yet he had to if he was going to go forward. There were many new actions in Simon Peter's future with God. Acknowledge it. We have to. Now, through the training of our mind, we call it conditioning sometimes by others. And when you're a child, your parents do it, grandparents, teachers. We have to understand that we, we need, we cannot, listen, you can only really allow others to do this, to move on to a new action if we've learned to allow ourselves. Uh, this is a this is something that is passed on generation generation generation. This is not uh, humanistic behavioral psychology. This is Bible because point number two. There's four of them. I'm going to give you all four. Acknowledge it. Accept forgiveness based on Scripture. Ask for new direction, and act as a new action. I'll walk through it in a minute. You acknowledge it. You got to accept forgiveness the way God does. Ephesians 4. Ready? Ready? Be ye kind one to another. Well, that's not the American way for the most part. It's not the family way often. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as... <laughs> Are you going to get this? Even as. So, we're about to have this example given to us by the Lord. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. If you jot it down, it's, it's Ephesians 4.32. And the passage ahead of it. I mean, verse 30 says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you're sealed on the day of redemption. Accept forgiveness. Jot down 1 John 1 and read it. We won't read through it. But I'll say this to you. It says that He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you and I acknowledge something and we bring it to God, He says He'd be unjust not to forgive us. If He did not forgive us, He'd be unjust. So when you're not able to forgive people, look, I didn't say, listen, forgiveness means they did do something. Forgiveness isn't explaining it away. Forgiveness is not diminishing it. And that's where much of the modern thinking comes in, the coping devices. No, it's forgiveness. Accept forgiveness. Now, it's sometimes it's easier to believe that God forgave us, but then we hold it against ourselves because someone has held stuff against us before. If you've ever been exposed to a culture where it's just constantly that kind of thing, it is, it is oppressive. I, I can attest to it. It's oppressive. So, these disciples, believe it or not, through their failure, are about to learn a lesson about life as a Christian, as a child of God, as a believer, that's very important. He said in verse 46, Rise, let us be going. Acknowledge it, accept forgiveness the way God grants it, 
Ask for new direction. Number three, ask for new direction. Be ready for new direction. One of the things that can freeze you in place is the sense of failure. Never let the sense of failure corrupt your new action, Chambers says. You see, he said, rise, let us be going. The just falls seven times and rises again. It's important to understand, and it can be something that isn't, isn't a sin, like some rank sin. It can be something like this, neglecting to pray. Getting so busy you don't pray. Uh, a, a gesture, an act of something that would help someone know that they are remembered. It can be that kind of thing. You and the Lord can work that out. You know you can. And the fourth one is act as a new action. Listen, not making up for anything. Not any reference behind you. This is very, very, very important. What we're doing is we're moving to a new action. We acknowledge it. We accept forgiveness. It means that you've got to accept it from yourself too. We ask for new direction. By the way, if you're one of those people that doesn't forgive people very well, that's why you don't feel forgiven. As God said, you're going to have to forgive others if you want Him to forgive you because you know you're holding other people hostage. Now, in 2 Corinthians 10, now we're not going to read the whole passage this morning. It said, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, the best way to, event, to avenge, revenge, disobedience is by obedience, a new action. You know, allow others to have this process. Allow others to have a, a wiping of the slate. That's like the old chalkboard, wiping of the slate, okay, and going into a new action. If you if people are in the habit of, of holding you bondage through reminding you, you got to get free of that in Christ. And you've got to learn to grant it to others. I hope you'll read his devotion today. I hope you'll take these verses, read the passages, jot them down. Maybe jot these four things down. Maybe jot down, never let the sense of failure corrupt your new action. It's a very powerful truth. As I was reading it yesterday and going through the day and interacting with people, it's a constant thing where we can help people continue to go on for Christ. God bless you. I hope you have a good day.